Hey, Playmakers, real quick before we get into today's episode, if you're one of those listeners that just cannot wait for that next episode to drop, and if you're over on YouTube and my website binging my content there, I just wanted to say thank you. It means the world to me. But just remember, the free stuff will only get you so far. So if you want my complete proven blueprint for opening a successful and sustainable play cafe or indoor playground business that is profitable from day one, I want to invite you to join me inside my signature course, Play Cafe Academy. Head to the show notes right now to get instant on-demand access to all 12 modules, your detailed pre-launch checklist, your 34-page business plan template, your plug-and-play financial model to help you estimate your startup costs and project your revenue, and everything you need to save time, money, and frustration throughout your entire opening process. For a limited time right now, you'll also get an entire month of free access to Playmaker Society, my invite-only membership created exclusively for Play Cafe Academy students who want to work with me personally to optimize and scale their businesses through coaching, guest experts, legal and operations templates, and plug-and-play resources, plus collaboration with over 220 other owners, plus so much more. Head to the show notes and choose your preferred way to pay in full or over time right now. You'll get more information on the current bonuses. You'll see some success stories of those who have gone before you and exactly what to expect when you join us inside the program. I will see you there. If you own an indoor playground or you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for actionable tips, step-by-step strategies, expert interviews, and interviews with industry owners every single Monday. Whether we're talking big picture items or something small you can do today to move your business forward, insight shared here will add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play-based business. Hey, Playmakers, and happy Monday. Today, I want to share something that I have been recommending owners do for years. So I'm very excited to break it down step-by-step in this episode. And if you are in Playmaker Society, you have the added benefit of being able to search through dozens, if not hundreds of posts on this exact topic from real-life owners going through the planning and execution process of this strategy and sharing their results. And as always, if you have not yet joined us, you can learn more about my course, Play Cafe Academy, and my membership, Playmaker Society, in the link in the show notes. But first, what is this strategy called? So today, we are going to talk about what's referred to as a founding member launch. I've also heard this referred to as a seed launch, and in some cases, even a pre-sale. Before we get into the what, why, and how, I just need you to know that I did not invent this strategy. While this concept has likely been around for hundreds of years, it's really been fine-tuned and taught by a business mentor that I have had for many years, Stu McLaren. While Stu's founding member launch strategy has been mainly taught to online business owners looking for a way to generate recurring revenue with their existing online audience, 
I've actually been working with place-based owners to adapt and translate the strategy to the brick and mortar world, which as you know, can be very, very different from the online only space for years now. And that's what we are going to dive into today. So again, I'm very excited. I actually interviewed Stu himself years back on YouTube about this very topic. So if you'd like to check that out and hear from Stu himself, I've also linked that interview in the show notes. All right, let's dive in. What is a founding member launch? If you were to Google this phrase, you'll find many definitions, but the way I like to describe it in the context of our industry is this. A founding member launch is a way to kickstart a membership offer and gain that all-important initial momentum by creating a special, time-sensitive, one-time-only offer to your audience that already knows, likes, and trusts you. We're going to break down that definition into more specifics when I break down the step-by-step founding member launch process, but before we get there, I really wanted to stop and point out one specific thing. While this strategy is most often used for play spaces who are still preparing for their opening day and launching a membership program for the first time, any owner even those who are already open and selling memberships can absolutely use this strategy. So for example, let's say you've been open for a couple years and you sell memberships, but they never really took off the way you had hoped, or you just never really put a spotlight on them. And now you want to reinvigorate your audience by restructuring your membership and creating a brand new offer. This would be the perfect strategy to launch that change. Or if you've launched a membership offer in the past and it just feels too complicated to track or it's not selling or it feels like you got the pricing wrong, this could also be a way to shake it up, repackage your offer, reprice it, get it right this time, and get people excited about the membership opportunity that they may have said no to in the past because now you've made it better. So even if you're already open, stay tuned until the end. Now that we have covered the what, who, and when, let's talk about the why, just so I can be absolutely sure that you aren't tempted to tune this one out. Here are just a few reasons I believe, based on my experience and the experience of my members, a founding member launch is important to the long-term success of your membership program. Now, I'm not going to get into why memberships are important overall because I already did an entire episode on the seven reasons memberships should be a top priority if you want to be a top earner in the indoor play industry back in episode 64. And honestly, I've talked about it in countless other episodes as well. So if you want to really take a step back and talk about why memberships are important in the first place, go back and listen to episode 64. But here, let's talk about why a founding member launch is specifically important. Number one, validation of concept. A founding member launch allows you to validate your membership package before going full scale with it. By inviting a select group of individuals to join as founding members, in this case, your existing audience who already knows and trusts you, you can gauge interest, gather feedback, and ensure that there is a demand and that your offer is desirable enough to sell to the general public. 
Now we're going to talk in a minute how we're going to make the founding member offer even sweeter for the select group. So it is going to be a little bit different than the offer that you put public facing. However, I think this is still a really great opportunity to test different features and test different perks and see which ones people get most excited about so you know which ones can be cut before releasing the offer to the general public. The second reason I love a founding member launch is building a community. A founding member launch creates a sense of exclusivity and belonging among participants. By being a part of a select group of early adopters, founding members feel special and they're more likely to engage with your business and other members, providing valuable insights and support and becoming lifelong customers in the process. All right, the third reason is generating momentum. As I stated earlier, launching with a group of founding members can really help get the ball rolling. Positive word of mouth from these initial members can attract more members, especially when you launch to a wider audience and create buzz around your offering, leading to faster growth and success without needing ad spend or anything like that. Reason number four, establishing relationships. Founding member launches provide an opportunity to establish strong relationships with those initial members. By interacting closely with them during the launch process and the first couple months of your membership program or your new membership program, you can build trust, loyalty, and a sense of partnership that can really benefit your business in the long term. Even if you haven't been faced with competition yet, you're probably going to in the future. So when that time comes, having this strong foundation of initial customers who, again, are likely going to turn into your long-term cheerleaders and supporters is so incredibly important. So I really wanted to highlight this one. And then number five, and this one is also very important, you have an out. Because this founding member offer has a limit on the amount you will be selling, this is not an offer that you are tying yourself to long-term. Yes, of course, you should honor what you are selling to your founding members. So for example, if you're guaranteeing a price lock, don't raise their membership rates out of nowhere. But if you decide after this that you want to put a pin in memberships for a while after that initial launch, it's very easy to do. And because the offer itself was limited as well, if there are any kinks you need to work out before relaunching to the general public, you are now allowing yourself the time and space to do so. And then finally, number six, feedback and improvement. The feedback and insights gathered from founding members during the launch phase can be invaluable for improving your offer. By listening to their needs and addressing their concerns, you can refine your offer and create a better experience for future members. The beauty of a founding member launch is that there's a mutual agreement here. On your end, you're promising an amazing price and maybe some extra perks. In turn, you are expecting grace and patience from your founding members. So again, this is even more crucial for new businesses who are still figuring out how their business is going to run, what their busy times are going to be, where their revenue is going to come from, things like that. It's important to be honest and transparent here that the reason you're doing a launch in this way is that you're offering something new, whether you're that brand new business 
or you're an established business revamping their membership offer. And with something new always comes growing pains and tech issues and frustrations and all the things I'm sure you're aware of. The reason I love a founding member launch strategy is that you are able to fine-tune your systems with your founding member feedback, and in turn, they are able to be heard and feel valued. So again, when promoting this, explain this entire mutual agreement, and it will go a long way to establishing that trusting relationship I talked about between you and what will likely be a group of long-term customers who will potentially be your biggest support system moving forward. All right, now let's talk about the how. Now, to be clear, I teach the full system in my course, and I actually have a mini course all about creating a successful and scalable membership program, including a founding member launch. So today we are just going to cover the high level steps and I'm going to link to those resources if you would like to do a true deep dive. I just couldn't possibly cover everything that I needed to in one episode. So again, I'm going to link those in the show notes. All right, step number one, create your offer. We're going to get into the details in just a sec, but first you need to determine what you are offering quote unquote member access to. Will it be an unlimited open play membership? Will it be a subscription for X number of play passes per month? Are you launching a subscription box or a digital download membership? Will it be unlimited classes or X number of classes per month? This will of course depend on your revenue streams and your business model. But put a lot of thought into this because too many membership offers and options will definitely get confusing for your audience. Your membership can, of course, have different levels or tiers, but try to keep it as simple as possible to start with, especially for your founding member launch. So for example, maybe in the future, you plan on having a three-tiered membership. Let's call the levels bronze, silver, and gold just for example's sake. And let's say the bronze level gets you four play passes per month, so essentially one per week. And let's say silver gets you eight passes per week and gold gets you 12 with some extra perks. Maybe for your founding member launch, you allow people to access bronze level pricing with gold level benefits. It's always okay to cast a vision for what you're planning for the future, in this case, that three-tiered membership, but try to stick with one price and one offer to minimize diluting your message during your founding member launch. Your decision here should really depend on a few factors. Number one, your size, of course, right? But I really want to quash any misconceptions that a small indoor playground business cannot have a membership program and also welcome open play customers. Our first location was only 2,500 square feet, and we were able to successfully have 100 members at any given time. And this was perfect for us because we never really ran into capacity issues, except during break weeks, at which time we adopted a reservation system, which I've talked about on this podcast before, but we were able to have 100 members at any given time, which basically covered our rent. And I really cannot overstate how crucial it is to an owner's mental health to just know that bill is going to be covered no matter what, as long as you just keep these 100 people happy every single month. Just waking up on the first of the month, 
knowing that your rent is going to be paid by your membership program. Again, it gives me chills just thinking about the before and after because before I would wake up on that first of the month thinking, oh my gosh, my rent is going to be taken away from my account this month. How the heck am I going to work all month to earn that back? And then, oh, earn back money for all my other bills and to pay myself and to pay my team. Again, I've talked about this before, but having a membership program, recurring revenue that covers some of those fixed costs is just so crucial to an owner's mental and physical health and energy. But we were able to have 100 paying members even with a smaller sized space. And this mostly depends on how you structure your hours, which brings me to the second factor that's going to play into your decision here. We were able to have 100 paying members because we opened early, which I talked about in an episode just a couple days ago on this feed. We opened early at 8 a.m. and we closed at 4 p.m. So our members were free to figure out when they wanted to come to avoid crowds because your members are going to use your space very differently. They're going to learn your business patterns and they are going to seek out your slower times. So for us, our members would usually come right at 8 a.m. and they would stay until around 10 a.m. And they would purchase items from the cafe, which I'm going to talk about in a second. They would relax. They would enjoy their time in our space before the big rush. And then they would leave right as it started around 10 a.m. And 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., we generally had our normal open play traffic. Our members very rarely frequented during this time. They really only did if they were meeting a friend or something like that. And then we had a second member rush from 2 to 4 p.m., again, when our open play traffic died down. A lot of indoor playgrounds that come to me wanting to launch a membership program but just can't seem to make it work because they're afraid of capacity issues with their open play customers, they're generally open from like 10 to 2. So of course there's not enough time and space to accommodate everybody. And in that episode I launched just a few days ago about opening early, it really is quite affordable when you break down the numbers to open a couple hours earlier and stay open a couple hours later. The benefits and revenue from a membership program are going to far outweigh the cost to open early and stay open a little bit later for these members. Now, I'm not saying that these hours need to be member exclusive. However, again, in my experience, your members are going to learn your business patterns and they're going to seek out your less busy times, which for us just happen to be those two hours at the beginning and at the end of our day. And that kind of brings me to the third factor that's going to play into your decision here, whether or not you have a cafe. For us, we were able to price our memberships really affordably. And again, we were able to welcome 100 members at any given time, not all at the same time, but on any given month, we were able to have 100 paying members and feel really good about it because we had a cafe. So even if people were coming every single day, even just for 15 minutes or a half hour, we were happy to see them because they almost always purchased items from the cafe. So if you do not have a cafe and you're welcoming members every single day, you don't really have any upsell opportunity there. Sure, you might have some prepackaged snacks and some retail items, but we all know if we are selling those types of items, the profit margin is going to be a lot lower than if we were to make some items in-house. So our members, because they weren't swiping their card when they entered our space every single day, they weren't paying a 
per visit price, they were much more comfortable splurging on lattes and coffees and snacks that we prepared in-house. And every single time they came in, almost they were spending more money. So again, that factored into the fact that we decided to have a unlimited open play membership. We didn't limit the amount that people were able to come in because they were spending money every single visit. They were also bringing friends and all that good stuff. So your size, your hours, and whether or not you have a cafe are definitely all going to factor into your basic membership foundation. Which brings us to step number two, pick a price. And this is where people usually get hung up, but I promise it can be simple. My general rule of thumb for an unlimited open play membership is to take your open play price and multiply it by around four and a half, then make it a roundish number. I know it doesn't really seem scientific and it's not, but I do this because when you sell your membership later to new customers, you want to make it as easy as possible for them to decide if it's a good fit for them or not, or you know if they should purchase a pack of play passes or a single play pass instead. So in this case, if somebody came into our play space, I would simply say, hey, do you plan on coming more than once per week? If their answer is yes, then easy. They would save most and get the greatest value from a membership. If they do not plan on coming more than once a week, great. Here's a single play pass or a pack of play passes that expire after a year or whatever your policy is. So let's say your open play pass is $15. 15 times 4.5 is 67.50. So you can round down to $65 to make it a nice round number, or you can round up to $69 if you feel like there's going to be a ton of demand, whatever feels best. I will say I prefer to start with a lower price and then raise prices over time. Raising prices sends the signal to your audience that demand is high and people are loving your business. Lowering prices, on the other hand, sends the signal that something is off, which we of course don't want to do. So if it were me, I would start with $65 and go from there. For your founding member launch, you will either want to slash this price to make it an absolute no-brainer for your best customers, or if you're new, for those who are most excited for your business to open. So for example, you can say, Hey, our memberships are going to be $65 a month, but for founding members, you get a 30% discount that you can lock in as long as you are an active member. So in this case, that would be between $40 and $45 per month if you want that round number. Now, if you do not want to slash your price because, again, you think demand is going to be really high and you don't need to, you can also craft a no-brainer offer by instead adding in extra perks for founding members. Or if you really want to blow your audience away, you can do both. And that brings us to number three, add in perks. So this is where you determine what extra perks and benefits founding members will receive, such as exclusive member networking events, early registration for classes and events, access to a private Facebook group where they can provide feedback, things like that. You can also offer free coffee passes, bring a friend passes, a welcome gift, discounted merch or free merch, or anything else you have in your little business revenue stream asset toolkit. You really want to look at everything you have for sale in your business and figure out how you can really sweeten this offer to, again, 
make it a no-brainer. The key here is to try and find perks to offer that are high value to your customers, either monetarily like a coffee or a latte, or sentimentally or emotionally like their child's handprint on a wall, for example. So high value things to your customer that are also low cost to you. I mentioned coffee because cafe items are typically extremely high profit margin, meaning we sell them for much more than they cost us as a business. So that means they fit the criteria, high value to our customers, low cost to us. I like to refer to these extra perks as sweeteners that work to make this a truly no-brainer offer for people. Again, these are not things you necessarily need to offer as perks after your initial founding member slots sell out, but it is a great way to test out perks and see what people get most excited about because you're going to be able to keep that information in your back pocket for the future. Not necessarily for your next membership launch, but maybe next time you want to do a party promotion or something like that. And if you are still pre-opening, you can give your founding members early access to your indoor playground before the general public. You can also give them exclusive updates and sneak peeks, and maybe even the opportunity to contribute to your space or maybe pre-book some services. And maybe you can get all your founding members together and again, put those handprints on the wall somewhere or take a founding member picture to hang up or something like that. All right, step number four, set a founding member launch capacity. So decide on the number of founding member slots available to create that sense of exclusivity and urgency. If your offer is really good, set the number low. That's okay. You can always open it back up to a few more people and maybe a few more after that. You are the boss. But if you're really going all out with the discount and perks, it's okay to start small, like with 10 or 20 members, because even a small foundation that is strong and rock solid, that is how thriving businesses take off. All right, number five, set a time limit. And the key here is to make sure you create true urgency. If you are still in the pre-opening phase and your audience is still growing, it's okay to give yourself a couple weeks to spread the word and sell out your founding member launch, but definitely still put a time limit on it. If you are already open with an email list and strong online presence, I want to challenge you to limit this promotion to like four or five days at the most. Because remember, this should be a reward to your best customers, the ones who are already closely following you. If you allow too much time for your promotion, you're going to start reaching people who are not your ideal customers, who are only driven by discounts. And they will disrespect your space and they won't provide any valuable feedback because their values are not in line with yours and they don't really care about your business. They just wanted a deal. So it's a fine balance. So to, again, combat this, I recommend a quick flash promotion via email and social media for four to five days at the most. And that brings us to number six, promoting your offer. And it's okay to keep this part simple. Go live on Facebook and Instagram, post some stories, and email your list. That's it. You don't need a crazy fancy sales page or anything like that. You can just have a basic checkout link with the offer and the perks defined in bullet points. 
You can keep it even simpler if you're in the pre-opening phase and use your business Venmo or PayPal and tell people to DM you for the link to sign up. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll likely know that I never recommend having people DM you to buy something, but this is an exception because this promotion is specifically meant to feel very intimate and very exclusive. So again, it is okay to be scrappy here because it is a one-time promotion. All right, step number seven, celebrate your success. When founding members sign up, welcome them publicly on social media. Generate excitement and FOMO or fear of missing out amongst the rest of your followers. Make a big deal of every signup. This excitement will be contagious and will lead to more and more signups, especially as your deadline and your capacity get close. And this is a step many people skip. And those are usually the businesses who don't sell their offer out. So create a quick Canva template and post or go live every single time someone becomes a member. You can even ask these members for permission to share a quick pic and a blurb about their family so your audience knows that you're being true and authentic. But regardless of how it looks for you, do not skip the celebration step. And then finally, step number eight, measure your results. So once your offer sells out, see how it goes. Send Google surveys or talk to your members online or in person. Pay attention to what perks are used the most or are raved about most often. See where your staff struggles. So for example, if they have a really hard time redeeming or keeping track of bring a friend passes, identify any areas where members try to abuse your generosity. And I didn't even want to bring this up because hopefully this won't happen to you. But if you guys follow my YouTube channel, you will know that this has absolutely happened to me. And just to give you a quick, you know, anecdote, I'll, I can link the entire video if you would like, but we had a member who abused our unlimited coffee policy for founding members to like the nth degree, to the point where she would come in when we were not even open to the public and she would burst into a private party, steal their coffee, and then walk out. And this was really hard for our staff to navigate because there technically were people in the building and we didn't always catch her right when she walked in the door because sometimes we would be serving cake, sometimes we would be cleaning up, sometimes we would be helping with gifts, right? We can't always be standing at the door like a security guard. So we used to have to lock our doors when our parties would start. And after a couple times of this and clearly communicating to this customer that it was not okay because I always try to give the benefit of the doubt, right? I tried to give her the benefit that maybe she thought we were open. Maybe she didn't see the giant private event sign on the door, but it soon became clear that this was not a mistake. She was clearly intentionally abusing this feature. So eventually we banned her from our space and honestly, it wasn't soon enough. So again, this is something you want to pay really close attention to. So if you are giving a really sweet perk like unlimited drip coffee for your founding members, make sure you talk to your staff and figure out if there are any loopholes that people are exploiting or anything that you need to be more clear about in your messaging before you launch to the general public. So keep detailed notes and involve your staff as well as your founding members in the feedback process so that when you do create a more long-term membership offer, all of these issues and bottlenecks are resolved and the loopholes are closed. 
because future members will be paying full price and therefore they may not be willing to give as much grace and patience as your initial group. All right, that wraps up our founding member launch discussion. If you have any questions, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram or for the full founding member launch blueprint and your overall membership launch blueprint, you can join Play Cafe Academy and Playmaker Society and become part of our 300 plus owner community. We're all just figuring stuff like this out and sharing openly and generously every single day in that group. There are almost six years of posts and guest expert trainings and advanced trainings just like this that you can sort through now, and they are a literal goldmine of what works and what doesn't work in this industry in real life from real owners. So I would love to welcome you there. And as always, if you find this podcast helpful, the best way you can show support for me or for the show is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. And if you missed my announcement, this podcast, because the episodes and the length are looking a little bit different than they were at the beginning, this is now going to be a weekly podcast episode that gets published every single Monday. I asked for feedback several weeks ago and I got it. So I want to say thank you to everyone who reached out and let me know that, hey, you know, three hours of content per week is too much for you to keep up with. And I totally understand because it's a lot for me to keep up with too. So I'm very excited to bring you these longer, meatier, more value-packed episodes once a week instead of those shorter, briefer, you know, 10, 15-minute episodes three times a week. So I really appreciate your feedback, and I'm really looking forward to meeting you right here in your feed every single Monday. All right, have an amazing week, Playmakers. I will see you right back here on Monday.